The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are you ready? It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 517 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week as we kick off a new year, I have a special interview with Manuel Godoy from Black Sands Entertainment. He has a big opportunity happening this Friday at 8 p.m. on ABC on their program Shark Tank. We talk about his company and what an opportunity this presents, as well as what he has coming out which includes a lot of wonderful offerings. Of course, we discuss diversity in comics as well, so you're going to hear some wonderful things that need to be said. I continue to make progress on getting my voice fixed, and you may hear a difference as we move forward as I adjust to some changes. But as always, be sure to pay attention to what my guests are saying, because that's the most important thing, and that's what this podcast is about. There's a lot to get to in this episode, the first of 2022. So let's get on with the show. think of a better way to start 2022 than to talk with Manuel Godoy, the president and an author for Black Sands Entertainment, the number one black publishing house in the nation. has got something really big going on. How's it going, Manuel? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's good to talk with you. The big deal, and I'm, I'm so excited about it, and I, I saw it because I'm a Patreon member with you guys, and I saw it there, and I went, oh. Maybe we should talk about that and try to get the word out as much as we can. But you're going to actually, you and your company are going to be on Shark Tank on Friday the 7th at 8 o'clock. Is that right? Yes, we are going to be on Shark Tank. Wow. Crazy stuff. That, that, that's amazing. I don't think, and I've watched that show on a fairly regular basis. I've never seen a company, company on there before, a comic book company. Are you guys the very first? I'm a diehard fan too, so... I haven't seen it either, so that's why I was like, I, uh, you know, I think we're gonna have a good chance because they just never seen it. It's <laughs> yeah. something great. So, so it's this Friday the seventh, and it's at uh, eight o'clock in the Eastern time. So we want to make sure everybody get get ready to do it because we want to make sure that enough people turn out and support it. Now, if if I understand my TV programs correctly, you probably already recorded that. 
Oh yeah, that was a while ago. Man, yeah. I can't disclose what happened or who's there or what's there or whatever. Yeah. Right? But they did say we could do interviews. So oh, good. that's good. That's good. Good for me. I'm glad to hear that because I want to get the word out about this. I think this is a, a huge deal. An amazing thing that to have happen. It's just great. Now, what can you tell us about the thing? I know you can't tell us if you got a deal. You can't tell us all the the the, the important stuff because we want people to watch the show. But what can yeah. you tell us about uh, uh, your appearance on there? Well, one thing I can say is that um, you know at the end of the day we were pitching our company right for investors, and um, you know we're going to be offering you know the usual. Everybody offers equity on on Shark Tank. So we'll probably be doing the same, you know, but uh, one thing is, you know, we our company itself has really positioned itself well to be presentable to investors, you know, because we did we did like three prior investment rounds already on uh, uh, WeFunder.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So so we've always been in a position to basically talk business with investors. And, you know, so so we've definitely been preparing our numbers and everything else before anything ever happened, you know, mm-hmm. so. You know, we can't really disclose anything about what happens on the show until until afterwards. Afterwards, we can talk about it all day, right? <laughs> but uh, at least uh, we can talk about numbers. Like, like if you have any questions at all about our company's numbers or what's it called, I can disclose all that because I already disclosed all that to investors anyway. Right. Now, I was looking at your website, blacksandsentertainment.com, and there's a list of some numbers on there. And maybe I'll read a couple of them if you want to talk about any of them. You have Pretty over- outdated. It's outdated? Okay, well, that's a, you can update it for us. It says on here, oh, it must be over 100,000 books sold. Yeah, it's probably close to 200K now. Wow. This year we've done at least 100,000 copies sold, probably more. Wow. Know, so, that's so a lot. Then you have 1,500 plus investors from the black and brown community. Yeah, it's more like 6,000 now. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. <laughs> and you have 1,900 Patreon uh, yeah, Patreon subscribers, of which I'm one. That lowered a bit, but that's all right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, Patreon is one of those things that ebbs and flows. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. Yeah. Right. But we're still in the top one percent on Patreon, so doesn't oh, really matter. Oh, good. Wow, that, that's excellent. Um, you have hundreds of five star reviews on Facebook, hundreds of thousands of followers, and it says choose the winning team, which of course is the case. It's. <laughs> Just a great, 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 uh, you know, it's just wonderful. Your website is, I have to also say, is a terrific website for as a comic book and even as a regular, anybody website. Beautiful graphics, uh, all kinds of things. You know, uh, you were, during the holidays, you had bundles available and stuff like that for people. And just great stuff. All the Talk about, the, when I first encountered you guys, it was at New York Comic Con. You were on the other side of the partition. From where I was, I was helping out with uh, a company, and when I came around the corner, I, I'm always looking for diversity, and I came across and saw your Black Sands comic, and I was I, I was so stunned to see how really great it was, and you know I was interested in the story. I have to. That's one thing I always have to preface is I grew up in a community that was not very diverse in northeastern Pennsylvania, coal mining country, and. I didn't meet a person of color until I went to college in the Washington, D.C. area. So I'm always on the prowl for things to help me understand the diverse communities better. And this book really has given me a lot of information that I really like, some of the history and some of the the mythology 
that's involved with it. And so I, you know, uh, it's just a, I, I really love the books, and that's why I got to be a Patreon because I thought I really want to support this because we need much more of this level of quality in the outside, not only in the diverse communities but in the in the general public. I think we need a lot more of this. Yeah, that's one thing that I think uh, Shark Tank is going to really change about you know our company in general is the simple fact that. There's going to be a lot of people who never heard of Black Sands in their life and probably would never be exposed to it normally. That's finally going to see, what the heck is this? Right? And then they're going to test it. And you know our product speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Like, like assumptions are assumptions. But once you actually see the book and read it, you're like, wow, this is actually a really good story. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, a lot more put together than most um, ancient stories. And, you know, I think it's going to be... It's gonna it's gonna skyrocket. So I believe. Well, that's what I hope because you know, as somebody else who has watched that show, sometimes even if you don't get a deal, just the exposure of being on the program, they'll they'll catch up with a uh, a business after they they didn't get a deal, and they just because they were on there, they got all this business coming in, and they did really well as a result of just all those eyeballs on them. And I hope that's the case with you guys. I hope that this. I don't know if this might bring people who don't even read comics in, as my hope, and there's all kinds of levels. Well, the thing about it is, from our business model, right, we're not in the comic book industry. Like, that's that's one of the weird things about our company in general is that we sell comic books, but we're not in the comic book industry. Like, 90% of our customers never read comics, you know, but they read these. You know, mm. so, you know it's more of a edutainment type vibe with our company. We make content that... Um, has some educational value to it, mm-hmm. right? Some cultural value to it. And if it's a comic book, great. If it's a video game, great. If it's a show, great. It doesn't matter what it is. They just want to make sure that it exists and that it keeps coming out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, for example, you guys have an app. Yeah. And it's a very nice app, too. I was looking at it. I downloaded it and was looking at the stuff. It's really great. Now, I, I've got to ask you about the – I know that this is a comic book podcast, so I, I'm going to – focused on the comics because yeah. i i read the black sands comics but since then i've noticed that you've got other books out you've got uh, and i'm going to probably butcher the names of them there's Iniola, yep with a female lead of course one of my big things and there's andika and i don't know yep. if you want to talk about any of this and, and you've got one called cosmic girls which just looks like an all ages type book yeah so uh there's a whole bunch of titles that are original to black sands entertainment that means that we published them directly mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of titles on the app that are uh, licensed to us exclusively, right? So they've done deals with us to get their digital content out there. Ineola is definitely one of those cool ones. It's more of a modern-day drama-slash-action series, right, based on a, a young woman who's a martial artist who gets caught in a diehard-like situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written by Giselle Godoy, my wife, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. she uh, she's excited about that series, and it's continuing now. Uh, Cosmic Girls, yeah, is for all ages. More like that um, sci-fi epic that's similar to um, to uh, the Clone Wars, right? But a much more like fun vibe. Clone Wars is kind of serious. I was excited about Ineola because as if you ever go to like Target, where I was just today, and you go through the the book sections, they have aisles full of YA stories, and this is listed as YA manga. And I would love to see this in one in a Target aisle someday that would be great to see that one day for sure because black sands is starting to get in barnes and noble and everything else as well so eventually once we have more enough pages in there to get into like a perfect bound collection 
mm-hmm. that's when you're going to start seeing these books like Eniola, Inca, mm-hmm. you know, Andika, stuff like that will be in the, on the shelves soon enough, you know. <laughs> One thing I will say is, you know, our main niche is like history before slavery, you know, anti-colonial themes, stuff like that. So, you know, our Inca story is about, you know, the Incan Empire prior to, um, you know, the fall mm-hmm. because of um, the Portuguese when they came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have stories of Andika. Andika is about um, Malaysian history, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's one that we have. Uh, Mask of the Orisha is about West African mythology. Uh, Madagascar is about a historical piece. So that's an actual straight up historical piece about the queen of Madagascar prior to like, I think it's like 1800s, early 1800s. So she was dealing with a lot of colonial powers and she was one of those um, leaders who kind of didn't want to have too much influence from the outside. Mm-hmm. They really demonized her for that in history, right? So we were mm-hmm. like, it's a real story of this lady because she had a long reign. She reigned for like 40 years. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. See, all this stuff I don't know anything about. And so for me, this is all very informative. I'm, I'm really happy to see because the Black Sands book itself, I really found, you know, as a comic book reader, I, I really was intrigued by the characters, by the story, by, you know, and, and of course it fit right into, a, as a comic book reader, the people with, with abilities and things like that. But I, I really wanted to talk about the animation that you guys mm-hmm. did, which is really professional and really, I, gosh, this needs to be on some network somewhere. I, I love that. I love that response too. professional, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's like when you look at stuff and you say it's cool, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of things can be cool, mm-hmm. but... What we were looking for was professional. We wanted to show the final product before we either asked for like the first season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when we developed it, it's all developed in-house. We have our own studio. Wow. Right? I partnered with Turner Sterrod, and he's our head of studio. He's been in the industry for 25 years, <laughs> working on huge studios and building them up from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I'm sick of making these movies. I'm sick of making these like little princess stories right mm-hmm. <laughs> right he wanted to make something that was more ambitious so he worked with us mm-hmm. started recruiting we have a whole bunch of really senior people working in our production and we're going for a look that's similar to arcane mm-hmm. now the arcane that we saw that just took over the whole world from netflix mm-hmm. based off of league of legends right mm-hmm. uh that was a look that they were working on for years so we had already been trying to reach their look Mm-hmm. Because I already loved like what they were doing on YouTube, and and then they went to like actually make a hardcore series. I didn't know they were making it right, mm-hmm. but when they did make it and released it, it helped us significantly because it proved that the model that we're going for, as far as the the look and the feel and maturity level mm-hmm. of the of the show, mm-hmm. basically is gold is a gold mine. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so true. Now, maybe what you should do is is explain a little bit of what that. Uh, story is about the Black Sands uh, comic and, and DVD. What's the story about that, that's on that book? Yeah, so um, the story is about the rise of Asar. So Asar or Osiris, however you want to call him, he's a kid in our story, and he's he's trying to become the next pharaoh, you know, replacing Ra. But a war breaks out between seven kingdoms, and now it's up to him and his kin to save the world. It has some shonen vibes, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of, like, real-world politics going on in the story. So uh, there's seven different kingdoms, which is Kemet, Kush, Minoa, Farda, Byblos, Canaan, and Sumer. So, you know, you're like, it's not so simple. It's not a simple story because even though 
the main story of Black Sands follows Asar, right? Mm-hmm. Other characters have their own sagas as well. It's like the idea that, you know, the main character of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is Daenerys, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen is the main character, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the show. That's not the whole. That's not the whole experience, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, you follow other characters who will have their own roles to play and their own quest, and who knows? They might be the final winner. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Black Sands is told. It's like there are other characters that are doing significant things in the world, and it's not always going to be centered around these kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the things I really enjoyed about that and really made me want to become a Patreon was the the characters and how vibrant they were and alive you know i felt like i knew these these kids and not only the kids but the the people around them it really was the thing where i was gripped i had to know what was going to happen to these to these characters and i that's one of the things in the animation i think that also comes through is that these are really uh, living breathing characters the way that they're presented and that's one thing i really wanted to tell you that it's as as somebody who believes in supporting projects like this, I just had to jump on board and do it and become a Patreon because of what's going on with the with your company. No, I feel you on that. Hey, um, so you're caught up on the series, right? Issue ten. Yes. So far. Yes. Yeah. So 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 one of the main characters, um, Endocles, the leader of the Spartans, right? Right. We actually got a spinoff coming out for him soon as well. So one of the things that we do because we don't put everything in the main story all the time. Mm-hmm. is characters that are very important, we give them their own three-part series, right? Mm-hmm. About their past, stuff, their origins. Mm. So his is coming up very soon. We're done with chapter one, but now we just got to clean it up and you know do the final touches on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's called Titan Wars, and it's about his how he became the leader of the Spartans, right? And, and why his belief is the way it is. Because, you know, the Spartans are very different from everybody else in the story. Like, they're like at constant war with the ancient gods, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And anybody who doesn't fight the ancient gods is their enemy, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they basically they don't want nobody who's... What happened was, before it was just stay out of our way, right? Mm-hmm. But they were betrayed a long time ago by the Minoans, who basically wanted to have peace with the ancients, right? right. And basically broke up their battle plans because people said, oh, we can actually um, escape and it won't be as bad, and because they got betrayed in that moment, like most of their army was annihilated, the king was dead, all types of stuff happened. It was horrible, mm-hmm. all because of that. Because they basically broke the morale of the people before the fight even happened. Because of peace, they wanted peace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And ever since that day, the Spartans are like, he said, we can't have anybody with a different opinion. You either with us or you ain't. You know, and, and, and you know, it kind of goes with their um, their origins of their real world history, right? Because right. like, if you know about Spartans, is they don't like any foreigners at all, right? They capture them, make them into slaves, right? So the warriors can go to fight. Mm-hmm. And we were like, but there has to be an origin to that, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. So I was like, we'll make an origin story in this where it's kind of relatable, where people can actually agree with them, mm-hmm. right? If right. you were on the side, you would see it their way. Right, right. That, that's very true. It's, I, I'm interested to see how you continue to go on with the story, because it's been really well told so far. I've been gripped. Are, are you going to be writing this, this uh, series? Yeah, I'm okay. the writer. Yeah, very, and good. I'm looking forward to that. Although I had a lot of distractions recently, for obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
you've been a busy guy with all the stuff. It's interesting to be like the president and an author of a company like that. That's that's got to keep you one somebody who's running all the time, pretty much. Yeah, it definitely is a, di- a very different experience from just being a creator, right? You don't got I got to worry about other people's work. I got to worry about schedules and deliverables and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to schedule like time to be creative? Yeah, it's very rare for me to write for real. It's probably like 15% of my life. It's not a majority of my time at all. Hmm. You know? Well, I guess that's good and that's bad in some ways, you know, because your, your writing is really strong and I really like it. But on the other hand, you know, if you can create an environment where other people get to uh, get their creative work out in front of the public, then that's a great thing. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to learn how to, like, adjust a little bit. Right. So I, I'm still struggling to figure out how to make enough time to write. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, you don't change the world by being a solo act. You know, mm-hmm. you got to got to figure out a way to make everything work. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've tried to hand off re- um, responsibilities. Some responsibilities just can't be handed off. Right. You know? Right. That's true. That's true. Now, uh, if you go to the website, you can buy a lot of the stuff that uh, we've been talking about. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to continue to have the bundles? There's a, a full series bundle, and then there's a, a flame limited edition bundle, and then there's new legends bundles. Are those still going to be available after the holidays? Yes, they will be. Uh, we, we, we always make adjustments, so that's why you see something like V1, V2, V3, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? But all these bundles will be available uh, in different capacities. You know, so we, we, we have a whole bunch of new books coming out all the time. And it's a good time to talk about Flame. So yeah. um, you see the Flame series on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the person that I gave a publishing deal to back in January of this year, mm-hmm. right? And he didn't have much of anything. He had maybe like six pages of finished work and like 20 pages of written story, right? And I was like, you know, it, it looks cool. I think it would be amazing if it actually was finished, right? So here's my mission. If you can finish, you know, this, this, and this, right? Mm-hmm by march or something right then i'll give you a feature deal on the platform right and he burned through it with his wife his wife's the artist mm-hmm. right so they burnt through that story and started focusing hardcore on making that one because you know everybody when they first started off in comic books they have a million ideas right and mm-hmm. i was telling him i was like don't do that make this one make it fast don't think about anything else right no distractions Mm-hmm. And he took off, and uh, by about June or something, he had like 200 plus pages done. Wow! You know, and that was crazy. Yeah, 200 plus pages, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to give this guy a traditional publishing deal, right? Mm-hmm. So before with just uh, you know feature on the app, he gets paid for it, but it's not nearly as in, as involved as a traditional publishing deal. Mm-hmm. So I gave him a traditional publishing deal. I started paying for everything in the production, the books, everything else, and. You know, uh, in on Black Friday was his debut for his books. And because he had written so much content, he had six books on day one, mm. right? Six, six comic issues. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this guy sell one book at a time. We're going to sell only bundles, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just selling nothing but bundles. His fan base is very, very um, engaged. And he started that on TikTok because I told him to. I said, yeah, you can get on TikTok, man. So he grew like crazy on TikTok. This guy did over $40,000 in sales in the first month of being in existence. Wow. That's the way yeah. to start. Yeah. Brand new person. Never done it before in their life, right? And 40000 mm-hmm. out the door on the first month. 
Wow. Now, it, he's a great example of what is possible with our publishing house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For creators, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not everybody's going to be able to pull off what he does, but you know that was an extremely high success, mm-hmm. right? Right? It's like, it's like it's like some people will do forty thousand for the whole year, yeah. right? And that's right. going to conventions mm-hmm. like crazy and everything else. And you know he just did it online directly from social media, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. my normal traffic as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just not it's just an example of what can happen. Like it's not. I think it's important because. You know, there's a lot of deals with Dark Horse, Image, all these other platforms, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, their royalties are not that great when when they're not selling that many books, right? right? Because it's just uh, what's it called? Uh, there's not much demand in comic book shops, right? For stories like ours, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, you know, the, the royalties aren't there, and you lost your property to like to these these companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I try to say it's just a simple fact that. Uh, you know, our, our company is significantly, a, I mean, a, a very big viable option for creators looking to get publishing deals in general. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How would they do that? I mean, if somebody, let's say somebody has some content they would like for you to take a look at, how do they do that? Well, um, the main thing is to um, email me, really. I mean, if you email me with a, a low-res PDF and say, hey, I'm looking to um, have this title published. Right, it's not an idea. I don't like ideas. Like, don't send, don't send me any scripts or ideas because that goes into the whole like copyright issues and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm writing something similar, you know, it's automatic. But if you already have a book that's out, right, mm-hmm. and you got first issue done, maybe mm-hmm. a couple of issues or whatever, mm-hmm. that's the best ones to show me because that's something that I will, I'm either interested in or not. Right, I know exactly what it is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing is we do have a whole bunch of ground rules. So for one. Uh, we tend to focus uh, heavily on uh, historical fantasy, sci-fi, you know, titles that are not typical in the industry, right? We don't want to kind of like go head-to-head with superheroes. Right. So superheroes are extremely non-selective. We don't ever select superhero stories, hmm. right? So, so those things are avoided. Black, brown, indigenous people, um, we tend to have those type of creators mm-hmm. uh, who are writers, uh, mm-hmm. Just because we like telling those stories, and that's kind of our customer base, mm-hmm. right? So it's easier to sell your product if it's that. And then also uh, schedules, right? Your team has to be together, right? I don't like I don't like building teams, right? So so you gotta be able to have a team that has a good production schedule. You know when your next issue is coming out, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Because we're paying for everything, so we want to make sure that you know the team's just grinding, right? All we gotta mm-hmm. do is cut checks. It's off to the races. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That's, that's a good thing. So what is your email then? Well, they can always email me through um, Instagram. Uh, i got my email there. there. I also have it on my website as well. Um, so it's it's on the website. So they is can that, apply there. Is that support at blacksandsentertainment.com? Yeah. So okay. that one right there, uh, that's fine. Like I said, I like direct. I like direct email. So I hate when people email with stuff like, <laughs> like uh hey i was wondering if you publish comic books like i don't i'm like mm. right it's like get a lot of emails so right need something very very direct yeah. say hey this is the comic book that i've created i was wondering if it would be a good fit for your for black sands or bsp comics today app right and then mm-hmm. i'll check it out oh. well, that'd be great so so you've mentioned you particularly like historical uh diverse storytelling is that what you're looking for yeah, historical, diverse storytelling, history, fantasy, sci-fi, mythology, 
those kind of vibes tend to be the best. Also, um, I like modern, for some reason, I really like modern drama, hmm. right? Not crime stories. I hate crime stories, right? Because <laughs> they're, they're common. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, like playing football, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, high school football teams or something like that, right? Like, it's like something very normal, mm-hmm. right? That's fun to read or whatever. And that we don't, for some reason, do. Like, we always make shows for this, like TV shows for this, but we never make, like, comics for this, mm-hmm. which it's just an American thing. Because in Japan, everything's up for grabs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Volleyball, tennis, right? Uh, uh, I want to be a comic creator, right? And there's a whole comic series on a guy trying to be a comic creator, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> right? So it's, like, it's like, you know, it's just normal stories that, you know, can be very, you know, entertaining to read right yeah yeah that, that that's going to be something to to see there is something on your website that i wanted to follow up with it talked about define the culture mm-hmm. as, a, as a customer subscriber or investor you are doing your part to take back our rich history do you yep. want to elaborate a little bit on that well for me um i believe that there is a lot of confirmation bias in the industry so what happens is they dictate what will be made, right? Because they have all the dollars, right? And then when they do that, uh, we say, oh, but these are the kind of t- stories that are popular. When the reality is that only stories being made, mm-hmm. right? Do I, I, like my big idea was like, like let's just say the simple fact that we have like freaking twelve stories about slavery every year, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you really think black people want to see re, hear see another movie about slavery? Like we didn't get the point. <laughs> like we we don't understand that we had a very bad time during slavery. You know, uh, 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 you know they don't want to say that. But but the reality is, if you polled people and you said, "Hey, we have a new story coming out about the Mali Empire," right? Mm-hmm. Or we have a new story out about any topic at all involving slavery. And I guarantee you, 99% of the time, the black consumer is going to say, yeah, well, I know about the Mali Empire. Crazy mm-hmm. concept, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, but nobody will make it. So mm-hmm. when you are an investor or a patron or whatever, you're allowing us to be able to make the decision without them, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to pitch. I don't have to pitch somebody in Hollywood to make the show, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with Black Sands, the anime. It's like, I don't have to pitch executives in Hollywood to make the show. I could just literally raise millions of dollars in fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. It reminds me, I was at a comic shop one time, and a, a black woman came in, and she wanted to know which books featured black female superheroes that she could get to for her daughter. And, you know, we struggled to come up with some of them. You know, of course, you got Storm, the usuals. Uh, Storm and, uh, well, now Batwoman, of course, on CW is, is, is a person of color. But... When you get beyond a couple of them, it was really hard for us to come up with other ones. So this is one of the things I think your company does. I think it, it <laughs> a much-needed uh, you know, place in, in our society is we need to understand, not only people of color, but others like me need to understand the culture, understand what, what people feel and think. And so I think that your company does a wonderful job of, of <laughs> meeting that need and, and, and coming forward to do that kind of thing. Yeah, and, all, and in all honesty, I think we're on the verge of like a, you know, a shift. And like, you know, I say define the, 
define the culture, right? Right. Like, uh, like that's a big idea to me. I'm looking at the grand scheme of things. If we succeed in what we're doing and we get national and Black Sands becomes a big, giant success, it's going to popularize African mythology in general, mm-hmm. right? Just like 20 years ago, you couldn't find anything about Vikings. No one cared, <laughs> right? Now everything's Viking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... It's like it's like that wasn't a that wasn't like a always thing. Like, man, white people in America love Vikings. Like that was not something that was ever a thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. just randomly in like two thousand ten, people started going hardcore Viking. All of a sudden everything Viking started to be hot. And mm-hmm. it just became like this huge cultural phenomenon, right? And now mm-hmm. ev- like almost all video games, even games made by developers that are not even from Europe. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like are being about Vikings, like they have to throw Vikings in there somewhere in their story, and it's just funny to me that that happened, and it could happen for for African cultures as well. We just got to get it out there. You know? you know, it's interesting the Viking thing. I think where that started from, if I'm if my perception is correct, it was on the History Channel of all places. They did a Viking show. And yeah, that's it, when it became popular, where people started like doing a lot of studying and stuff, and started. You know, making their own little stories and stuff. But before that, nobody really knew. Like, yeah. maybe it was a couple of video games, but not much. Mm-mm. Right? And then it just went crazy. Well, I think it was because it was a well-told story. Mm-hmm. You know, there were really interesting things going on about, about characters that we got invested in. I mean, I was I watched that show religiously every week. <laughs> and it's just because, now see, I think if we did a program about, like, uh, the, the black culture like you're talking about... If it was well done, I think you'd have a good a good turnout of people to to watch it. Interesting characters, fascinating storytelling, you know, that kind of stuff. I think I think that would go over a real time, big time. Yeah, and start a movement. More importantly, because yeah. then there'd be a lot of people making the content and a lot of studios making the content, right? And that's where the big that's where the big shift happens because right now, like literally, like ninety percent of all like Hollywood's dollars when it comes to black productions goes to like crime drama, civil rights, slavery, yeah. right? And maybe sports and religion. And that's it. That's like that's like that's like 90%. Like there's like no there's like, you know, it's like there's no other options in there, right? And and it's crazy that we're boxed in so hard right now. Yeah. So hopefully this right here opens it up. I I hope so. For different stories. Yeah, I hope so, because there, you, there was a show called Brimstone that came on Fox. And the reason why they put that show out, it was like, like supernatural people escaped from hell, and they were gotten into uh, the world, and they, they were, this one guy's task was to get them back into hell. And the reason why they made that show was people were, they said, people were always saying, we want something different. And then when when some people saw it, they said, "Well, we're not that different." <laughs> and I got a kick because I loved the show. I thought it was something really unique. I mean, one time the spirit got into a car, and I was like, "Wow!" I said, "Christine, all over again." I said, "That was really," but it was different. Every week was something really different. It only lasted one season, and I was really when I read that story, I thought, "Oh man, see, that's the thing we say we want different, but then when somebody does it." We don't necessarily want want that different. We want something still within yeah, our comfort know, range. Right? You never yeah. know what's going to happen with the wider audience. All I know is, um, you know, I've seen a lot of shows that were freaking amazing that died instantly, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, why did it die? 
You know, like I remember I was watching this show called Dark Matter. Yeah. And like season three ended on the best freaking like ending I've ever seen in a show. I was like, oh, that was awesome. Oh, we got to see what happens now. And they're like, yep, that was last season. I was like, why? (laughs) Right. It's like it's like it's like it's over. Right. Because whatever numbers are in their system. Right. And sometimes it's not even the numbers that are bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that has to do with the the deal that they've struck, mm-hmm. right? Like like for instance, the Expanse probably one of the best sci-fi shows we've had in the last two decades, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So the Expanse it got canceled on sci-fi because sci-fi didn't have a good enough deal with the creators or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like like they weren't profiting from like reruns or DVR plays or you know anything like that. They only made money on the very debut of the sh- of the episodes and mm-hmm. not like the subsequent showings. Right. So so they were like this is an expensive show to make and I'm not even getting all the benefits of the of the sales mm-hmm. so we killed it, right? Mm-hmm. Even though the show was thirdly popular, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so that's the reality of it, right? Sometimes it's not even like canceled because of numbers or popularity. It's canceled mm-hmm. because, you know, the studio's not benefiting enough. Yeah. The good news for The Expanse is that it went over to Amazon Prime. Yep. That's the good news. And that, that there's a lesson in there, I think, that just because it doesn't make it on a quote-unquote network doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't do it. There's all these wonderful programs on, like Netflix is just thriving. And and, and the, the, one of the things that makes me laugh out loud is when I see, like, the Karate Kid comes back as the uh, as a Cobra Kai. And it's massively popular. And I'm like, what? That old '80s movie now comes back as a as a TV show and just takes off. So you know, I, if it's a good and original, a different kind of idea, I think we need much more of that. And I think that's one thing that your company is doing is providing a lot of that kind of entertainment. And boy, do we desperately need it. Appreciate it. We really do. So, uh, so if, uh, if if people go to your website, BlackSandsEntertainment.com, we find a lot of information there. It's also blacksands.com, so blacksands.com works as well. Oh, right. Um, yeah, well, I, I bought that. I, I bought that address. <laughs> had, had to pay a lot of money, but dang it, it's easy. So blacksands.com. <laughs> that was worth it, I'm sure. Really good. Batten, you got the app? BSP Comics. Yep, that's right. That's a good place to go. So you've got all kinds of ways to get involved. And I, I wanted to say, as a Patreon, you get let in on some of the things that are happening, like the the whole Shark Tank thing. It came across in a Patreon email, a Patreon e- email, and I thought this is a great way to try to help support this company that I really believe in, and to try to get the word out about it. And so once again, I want to say this Friday at eight o'clock on ABC, Shark Tank. Be sure to watch because uh, you, we want to be able to support Black Sands as much as we can and Manuel, help Manuel get all these good stories out there so we can enjoy them. Word. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for interviewing me. Well, it's good talking with you, and I truly believe in the company, and I'm so glad these are this is happening. And, I, and I, one more thing I wanted to say was that even just being on the show can be a success. Yep. So I'm, I'm hoping all kinds of wonderful things happen as a result of it. Yeah, us diehard Shark Tank fans, we know. We've seen companies go on there, and they had maybe $500,000 in sales lifetime, and they mm-hmm. end up with like $100 million yeah. two years later. Yep. <laughs> so, so, yep. so you never know what's going to happen. That's but, just amazing. Well, you certainly deserve it, and I hope it happens for you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. People need 
dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, from flesh and blood, I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. That's it for this week. Be back next time. We'll have another great interview with another terrific comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics. End results aside, we are not happy. You hacked Justice League systems, disobeyed direct orders, and endangered lives. You will not be doing this again. I am sorry, but we will.